0: Hey, everyone. We wanted to make a quick announcement before the episode. We will be performing a live podcast show on October 29th, 2021 at Center Stage Theater in Naperville. This will be our first live event, so we're super excited to bring the show to a live audience. The event starts at 7 p.m., and your ticket will include the live episode, a showing of Young Frankenstein, live music by Warren Peach, and a 12-ounce can of the Beer Pick to enjoy along with us. Tickets are $5 and available for purchase on our website at beerandfearcast.com slash events. A big, big shout-out to Center Stage Theater for hosting the event and to Metropolitan Brewing out of Chicago for sponsoring the event and providing the beer. You can check them out at centerstage-theater.com and metrobrewing.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all there. I just
1: farted. Your farts are very quiet.
0: Yep, I'm not a noisy farter. It's weird.
1: You have the farts of a delicate ballerina. Thanks.
0: That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me.
1: Hey, you're welcome.
0: Welcome to the 56th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. My name is Paige. Paige is sick <laughs> and is drinking McDonald's Sprite. It's the cure-all. The best Sprite. <laughs> the cure-all. The best Sprite.
1: It is the best Sprite. It's spicy. Spicy Sprite. <laughs> uh,
0: this episode <laughs> is about murder hornets. Isn't that cool, oh. nice and cold in your face? Yeah, these mics are great. Yeah, murder hornets. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Get pumped! Yeah. Some fanfare. Yeah. Well. Mm. Having fun tonight. Go on. <laughs> I, I actually want. did. Uh, I did this your way, where I ended up picking the topic based off of the beer. Interesting. Because I was trying to, I was trying to pick a topic first, and then usually, in order for me to give the okay with a topic. I need to make sure that there's a beer that I can match with it. Uh-huh. And I couldn't do that. And while I was looking for beers, I found this one. Um, so I'm excited to try it. Sounds good. But uh, tell me about your week. How's the uh, last week been? Any fun news to share? No. Nothing. Same old, same old.
1: It was just sick.
0: I, I did some fun stuff today. I can't really think of... Uh, I think I worked most of the week. Nothing special. But um, I did something today, and you're not allowed to say the thing that I made. Remember I was telling you about it in the car? Oh, don't say it on the podcast because it's gonna be for Christmas. and some some people listen to this you know, if you'd want to believe that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it out. you could, you could take a little sip a sip of sorbito and um, but don't say what it is.
1: Okay, let me know what you think. Wouldn't it be obvious what it is if people saw the video? no one watches. You don't know. <laughs> That's too much.
0: I will sample whatever you don't end up. Well. finishing. It's it's got it's got a it's got s- stuff going on. That smells very strongly. <laughs> <clears throat> it's good. I like how it turned out. I might tweak it a little bit, but
1: um Am I going to regret this?
0: No, you don't. I mean, you could Drink as much as you want. If if one sorbito is all you need. I think it's tasty. I think I might tweak it a little bit, but... (laughs) (coughs) Mm. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Okay, well, you don't like it.
1: I don't think I like it.
0: We'll censor that out. And uh, besides the thing that I made that page um, doesn't like... I, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> My
1: reaction was very instinctual.
0: Um, we are both... Uh, I mean, by the time you listen to this, it'll be over already. But we're going to uh, see Warren Peach. He's going to perform his... No, um, oh, it's cold. His, his new uh, album. I
1: guess. Yeah,
0: album, EP. Um, live on friday the 8th uh so we're looking forward to that tomorrow that'll be a fun thing to do but warren peach is going to be playing our live music at our live show on uh friday october 29th at Center stage theater at 7 p.m tickets are five bucks on our website click on events and uh everything's right there Uh but um it should be fun i'm looking forward to, to seeing him perform be some good shit that's all i got to share let's get into the beer Our beer for episode 56 on Murder Hornets is from Hubbard's Cave. Oh, is that the... (laughs) The boxing
1: company? (laughs) Fruit Punch?
0: No, Uh, that's Maplewood. Is that... You picked Hubbard's Cave for a bonus episode. What Mm -hmm. was it? It's uh, Peanut Butter S'more.
1: Oh, that was gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought you liked peanut butter s'more. No.
0: No? Well, Hubbard's Cave, uh, we did peanut butter s'more on our bonus episode, but we haven't done them for a main episode yet. They're at 6343 West Gross Point Road uh-huh. in Niles, Illinois, 60714. Uh, we've had Hubbard's Cave, one of our bonus episodes. Hubbard's Cave is actually an addition to um, une, année. une année. Um It's French. Un'Anée their main brewery, Unane is their main brewery. So, I'm going to talk about Unane first. Uh, it's an independent craft gr- brewery was born in 2013 on the near west side of Chicago near Hubbard's Cave with the quest of making fine Belgian-inspired ales for all <laughs> beer lovers, founded by architect, former marine and Chicago native Jerry Nelson. He's done so it all. Much. The brewery has since become a family operation when Jerry's brother Dave joined in. We are fortunate to have a fabulous team of dedicated brewery professionals to work with every day. What does it mean? Did we mention Jerry did an architecture abroad program in Versailles, France? Une année, meaning one year in French, began with a seasonal rotation of annual Belgian beers, which have since become weekly and biweekly releases. Our first offering, Maya, was made for the adults at Jerry's daughter's first birthday party. Unane. Unane has expanded its offerings over the years with an emphasis on fruited and unfruited American wild ales. Mm -hmm. In 2017, the brewery moved to neighboring Chicago suburb Niles, Illinois, and expanded to include a taproom. In 2020, just as a global pandemic started, the taproom was moved to our current space with the addition of a kitchen specializing in barbecue. The new brewery allows everyone to get home more frequently for quality time with the kids. The working brewery in the background lends a hand to creating a laid-back atmosphere where you can sit back and enjoy some of your favorite craft beers on tap. The new, bigger tap room and brewery in Niles, but across the street from Chicago. Uh, some of the English in here is a little weird.
1: I'm having a hard time focusing, I'm sorry. It's
0: okay, I just copy and pasted. And now Hubbard's Cave. In 2015, Hubbard's Cave was developed as an alternative to our Belgian-style ales, producing American-style ales, primarily Imperial Stouts and Hubbard's Cave Signature Fresh IIPAs, Imperial IPAs. Hubbard's Cave is a refreshing addition to the Unane family. Named after the Chicago Hubbard Street traffic tunnel on Interstate 9094, next to where the brewery was born, Hubbard's Cave has quickly grown to produce some of our most popular offerings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like Hubbard's Cave is like... More popular than Unani. You'll find more Hubbard's Cave stuff in stores. Our beer is called Milk of the Murder Hornet.
1: Ugh.
0: That's funny. Uh, mil- milk, uh, More specifically, Milk of the Murder Hornet Pina Colada. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It is a milkshake Imperial IPA uh-huh. with lactose, coconut, and pineapple. So it's fruited like a pina colada. Ah. Not a whole lot else that I could find on this beer. Milk of the Murder Hornet has been released with many different varieties, including strawberry, peach, passion fruit, guava, and passion fruit, mango, pineapple, raspberry, blueberry, blackberry, and the one we're trying now. This is an an Imperial Milkshake IPA. We've had a Milkshake IPA before, as well as a Tart Shake IPA, and we've talked about what makes them what they are. Milkshake IPAs are a unique spin on New England or hazy IPAs, introducing lactose to create a milky, creamy mouthfeel. Giggity. (laughs) The Milkshake IPA combines two of humanity's finest achievements, milkshakes and beer. Can't argue with that. And while this style is new, it's based on a decades-old dream. Just check out this quote from 1945. If a man ordered a beer milkshake, he thought, he'd better do it in a town where he wasn't known. But then a man with a beard ordering a beer milkshake in a town where he wasn't known, they might call the police. I don't get it.
1: I don't get that either.
0: That's from Cannery Row by John Steinbeck, and is perhaps the first ever reference to a beer milkshake. Fortunately, things have changed since the 40s. Beards is that the guy
1: are who wrote Grapes of Wrath?
0: Cannery Row by John, John, John Steinbeck? I have yeah. no idea. Look it up. Uh, fortunately, things have changed since the 40s. Beards are no longer considered a sign of moral decay. And breweries all over the country are making beer milkshakes in the form of milkshake IPAs.
1: Yeah, I was right. It is a guy that wrote Grape Shore. Oh, look at you,
0: Miss Literate. (laughs)
1: Miss (laughs) Literate.
0: But this, it sheds some light on that. Apparently, beards were a sign of moral decay. So if you saw someone with a beard ordering a beer milkshake, they might call the police. Uh, Okay, I get it. This is 8.5% ABV, unknown IBU or SRM, and it doesn't have a page on Beer Advocate.
1: Why would beards be considered more decay?
0: Back in the 40s, I don't think beards were very popular. Beards Hmm. were like a sign of homelessness and, you know, everyone was clean-shaven back then. Or they had mustaches.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna get the beer. Okay. Before you pass out. I'm gonna.
0: you sure you don't want a, um... Prairie oyster? I'm good.
1: This sounds really repulsive.
0: I should drink one right now. Wake me up. Their cans
1: are very boring.
0: They're very simple. It's a murder hornet and it says pina colada
1: in front of it. Vanilla beans, pineapple, coconut. With
0: the, lime With coconut. the
1: lactose.
0: With the lactose.
1: <whistles> <whistles> My nails are so long! Help. Open. Ugh, I wanted that not to happen. Oh, I can smell it all the way over here. Yeah. Let me get a <laughs> second whiff through. My left nostril is very clogged right now. Yeah, it it smells, smells like like candy.
0: It does. Sweet. And like
1: a pina colada.
0: It smells like a pina colada.
1: <laughs> That's a pina colada. Oh, you got one of those pina coladas over yeah, there, don't you? Is that a pina colada? <laughs>
0: We got some good beer pour sounds.
1: You're right, we do.
0: Oh, it just smells amazing.
1: You smell amazing. Oh. Ah. I can tell I'm sick because when I breathe, it sounds very whistly.
0: Oh yeah, I created an Untapped account for us.
1: Oh.
0: Um, so bear with me while I log into that and post that we're drinking this. <laughs>
1: Smells like pineapple and coconut. (laughs) Pineapple. And nut. (laughs) Pineapple
0: and nut. (laughs) (sighs) It smells like uh, the last milkshake IPA we had, but with coconut and pineapple.
1: You're wrong on so many levels. Let me tell you why. Just kidding, you're right.
0: (laughs) It's a little bit darker than uh, other hazy IPAs we've had.
1: I just want to lick it.
0: That's good. Yeah, we're about to we're about to lick it a lot in our mouths with our tongues. I
1: don't like the way that went. It's a very weird aftertaste. A little
0: bit. Right. A, I mean, granted, right
1: a, I'm also sick and congested, so I can't exactly get a full like.
0: Sort of attacks your tongue. With sweet.
1: It hurts my throat.
0: Oh, is it? Uh, is it stinging your throat?
1: Huh. Huh. Did they milk these murder hornets for this? <sighs> mm-hmm. <Just> everyone, <laughs> you gotta use your tiny
0: everyone, they got tweezers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: actually pretty cooperative. They're ch- they're chill about it.
1: <laughs> they just buzz in place. They're just like mm-hmm. fluttering their little wings. It's just um, the coconut is very pleasant in it, and very obvious because. Like I said, I'm congested, so like my flavor palette's probably all off. So the fact that the coconut is that predominant.
0: Yeah. It's there. This is definitely pina colada.
1: I can't drink all this. I don't know what it is. It's a little heavy. But there's it's not that it's heavy, it's just it is very unpleasant once it hits the back of my throat.
0: It's uh it's strange. It's got a weird sort of twist at the end, yeah. It smells so good though. It's sort of, it's like lemony, like acidic lemony, is what I'm getting.
1: It doesn't hurt your throat. No, Maybe it's because my throat's dead. It's just
0: a yeah, it just tastes acidic almost. But it's a it's a thicker mouth feel. Mm. Um, it smells incredible.
1: Yeah, I love the smell. I just want to stick my nose in there.
0: Oh, the burp is nice.
1: Yeah, I can't drink any more of this.
0: Burp is pine. You get the pineapple and the burp.
1: I think it I don't know if it's because my throat's agitated or something but it is not reacting well
0: hmm. Border hornets are not kind to Paige. no uh it's almost too sweet I feel I can't even tell <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's almost sweet to the point of it being unpleasant but it's still a, a mm. really good uh, milkshake IPA I'm gonna I guess this is how untapped works we give it uh, no no rating out of five stars Where would you put it? A three I was going to say a four We'll make this a 3.5 Alright, hey, we did the untapped thing Hell yeah, beer and fear is drinking milk Of the murder hornet pina colada by Harvard's Cave at Untapped at home Wow. Whenever you're settled over there huh. Whenever your face is sufficiently cooled by the microphone Give us a round on of murder hornets
1: I falling asleep It's okay you a fall sleeper. No, I gotta wake up early. The Asian giant hornet... Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> ...is the world's largest hornet. It is native to temperate and tropical East Asia, South Asia, mainland Southeast Asia, and parts of the Russian Far East. It is also found in the Pacific Northwest of North America in late 2019 with a few more additional sightings in 2020 and nests found in 2021 prompting concerns that it could become an invasive species. Their stingers look
0: very painful. Yeah, they're pretty big.
1: There was a TikTok of somebody giving tequila to a giant hornet. <laughs> it was very
0: funny. Why? <laughs> what did the hornet do?
1: It drank it. <laughs> And then it was drunk. Just flew away.
0: <laughs> Just flew away.
1: Yeah, it didn't even go after the lime the guy was holding. I'm wow. like, come on, that's how you take a shot. That's not no. Embarrassing. Asian giant hornets mm-hmm. prefer to live in low mountains and forests, while almost completely avoiding plains and high altitude climates. They create nests by digging, co-opting pre-existing tunnels dug by rodents, or occupying spaces near rotted pine roots. It feeds primarily on large insects, mm-hmm. colonies of other eusocial insects, tree sap, and honey from honeybee colonies. Why, why do honeybees keep getting fucked over? How's that fair?
0: Yeah, they're a pretty big target from these guys.
1: The hornet has a body length of one and three fourth inches or forty-five millimeters, a wingspan of around three inches, and a stinger around one fourth inch long. It's a big boy. Which injects a large amount of potent venom. Yeah, it does. Although the scientific literature and official government sources don't shake your leg continue to refer to the species by its established common name. The mainstream media have taken to using the nickname murder hornet.
0: <laughs> Hence the title of this episode. <laughs> I feel like we're <laughs> we're presenting a college lecture and we're like professors who have been there for 40 years ready to retire. <laughs> If you look on the projector, you will see the infographic of the murder hornet.
1: If you check the projector, you will see the prenup I have signed (laughs) with my wife. That cheating bitch thinks she can get away with taking half of everything.
0: Stacy, you fucking whore. I know you can hear this.
1: You cunt. (laughs) V mandarinia which is the name the special name the special name <laughs> for a murder hornet is a species in the genus vespa not to be confused with princess vespa from Spaceballs,
0: and not to be confused with the motorized scooters no
1: it comprises um of all true hornets along with seven mm. other species yeah it does as of 2012, three subspecies were recognized: VM mandarinia, VM magnificia, magnifica Manificia. and VM nobilis. Uh, the former subspecies, referred to as VM uh, japonica, <laughs> I guess from Japan, has not been considered valid since 97. Uh, regardless of sex. The hornet's head is a light shade of orange, and its antennae are brown with a yellow-orange base. Its eyes are dark brown to black. V. mandarinia is distinguished from other hornets by its pronounced Clypeus and large genae? gene?
0: Yeah, I know what those are.
1: Um, uh, it's what makes up the face. Of the- oh. Uh, its orange mandible contains a black tooth that it uses for digging. Which, adorable.
0: A single black tooth. Just
1: one. He's got got bad um, health insurance.
0: (laughs) Dental wasn't included on his plan.
1: The thorax is dark brown with two gray wings varying in span from 35 to 76 millimeters. Its forelegs are brighter than the mid and hind legs. The base of the forelegs is darker than the rest. The abdomen alternates between bands of dark brown or black and a yellow-orange hue. The sixth segment is yellow. The queens are considerably larger than workers. Duh. Queens can exceed two inches, while workers are between one and three-eighths and one and five-eighths inches.
0: Those are big boys still.
1: The reproductive anatomy is consistent between the two, but workers do not reproduce. Like any other bee-related colony. Hmm. V. mandarinia nests in low mountain footholds and foothills and lowland forests as a particularly dominant species. No efforts are directed toward conserving um, V. mandarinia or its habitats, as they are common in areas of low human disturbance. Unlike other species of Vespa, V. mandarinia also almost exclusively inhabits subterranean nests. In a study of 31 nests, 25 were found around rotten pine roots, and another study found only 9 of 56 nests above ground. Additionally, rodents, snakes, or other burrowing animals previously made some of the tunnels. Mm-hmm. The depth of these nests was between 2 and 24 inches. The entrance at the ground surface varies in length from 1 to 24 inches, either horizontally inclined or vertically. The queens that found the nest prefer narrow cra- uh, cavities.
0: As queens do. Yeah, all the
1: time. I don't want to keep talking. <sighs>
0: you cover as little or as much as you'd like.
1: Ugh, oh, get into the basics.
0: All of these people listening, they can do their own research on murder hornets. Just look it up on Wikipedia.
1: The stinger of the Asian giant hornet is about one fourth inch long, which is about. How about that? Uh, 4.5 millimeters. Yeah. Longer than that of a honeybee. This is a big old bee butt. That's a big old bee butt. The stinger injects an especially potent venom that contains, like many bee and wasp venoms, um, um, do, do words for me. Words. Cytoclotic, a cyta cytolytic peptid. Oh. And a peptid, um...
0: Are you sure it's not a catalytic converter?
1: It's science. It is. It's, it sounds very just uh, my brain no work right Acetylytic now.
0: Cytolytic peptide.
1: Yeah, you look it up and tell them what it we means. We know
0: what th- we know what those are. We don't need to.
1: It damages tissue by stimulating fos phos- phospholipase, 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 something action. It's getting very sciencey. It's too much. I know work.
0: The B but enter skin. And hurt. very ouch. much ouch. It uh-huh. hurt. And skin bad.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Moving on. Masato Ono, an entomologist at Tamagawa University, described the sensation of being stung as feeling like a hot nail being driven into my leg. Besides using their stingers to inject venom, Asian giant hornets are apparently able to spray venom into a person's eyes under certain circumstances. Like a
0: frickin' squid.
1: Interesting. The venom contains a neurotoxin called mandarotoxin. While a single wasp cannot inject a lethal dose, multiple stings can be lethal even to people who are not allergic. Hmm. If the dose is sufficient... But allergy to the venom greatly increases the risk of death. Of course. Tests involving mice found that the venom falls short of being the most lethal of all wasp venom, having an LD of 4.0 mg to kg. I gotta gotta look
0: up An LD, like lethal dose, of 4 milligrams to kilograms? 4 milligrams of the venom to kilograms of your body, I'm assuming.
1: Um, the deadliest by weight belongs to V. Luctu- luctuosa, luctuosa at 1.6 milligrams to kilogram.
0: And that's another murder hornet uh, in Vespa. It's still it belongs- they're all in Vespa. Yeah.
1: But it is a species of Hormit uh, hornet that's from the Philippines. Too much brain. It's a lot.
0: You're killing it though, I gotta say. I don't feel like I am.
1: Since 2001, the yearly human death toll caused by stings of bees, wasps, and hornets in Japan has been ranging between 12 and 26. Since this number also includes deaths caused by bees, wasps, and other hornet species, the number of deaths caused by Asian giant hornets is likely to be much lower. Advice in China is that people stung more than 10 times should seek medical help. Oh huh. well, that's really? a good idea. And require emergency treatment for the more than 30 stings. The stings can cause kidney failure. In 2013, stings by Asian giant hornets killed 41 people and injured more than 1,600 people in China. Hmm. One source claims that most people who sought medical attention for a sting entered anaphylaxis before or during the medical session and that deaths from envenomation are primarily related to anaphylactic shock or cardiac arrest.
0: It's gnarly.
1: You're gnarly. thanks. Uh,
0: Someone just opened a door?
1: (laughs) In an experiment observing four different species of Vespa, mandarinia was the dominant species. Of course. Multiple parameters were set to determine this. Parameters. The first set parameter observed interaction-mediated departures, which are defined as scenarios wherein one species leaves its point uh, position due to the arrival of a more dominant individual. The proportion of is. Intertira- That's
0: too much. That's statistics, math, Prob- probabilities, calculations...
1: I'm just too tired. The Asian giant hornet... I'm just skipping that section. You can cut (laughs) that out. The Asian giant hornet is intensely predatory. It hunts medium to large-sized insects such as bees. Bees. Other hornet species and mantises.
0: Yeah, it fucks up mantises.
1: The latter are favored targets in late summer and fall. Large insects such as mantises are key protein sources to feed queen and drone larvae. Workers forage to feed their larvae, and since their prey can include crop pests, the hornets are sometimes regarded as beneficial. This hornet often attacks both colonies of other Vespa species. They also cannibalize each other's colonies.
0: Oh, that's not nice. It is
1: not nice. You are correct. Hornet larvae, but not adults, can digest solid protein. The adult hornets can only drink the juices of their victims, and they chew their prey into paste to feed to their larvae. The workers dismember the bodies of their prey to return only the most nutrient-rich body parts, such as flight muscles, to the nest.
0: That doesn't make any sense. I feel like when you're younger, you are able to eat less. You know?
1: Does anything about this make sense to you?
0: I mean, murder hornets are fucking crazy. It's the... Freaking nature. is what they are. Yeah, they're crazy.
1: In some Japanese mountain villages, the nests... Oh, oh, I didn't like that. ...are excavated, and the larvae are considered a delicacy when fried.
0: Oh. No. No.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. In other regions, these wops are sometimes eaten as snacks or an ingredient in drinks. Of course. The grubs are often preserved in jars... Pan-fried or steamed with rice to make a savory dish. The adults are fried on skewers, stinger and all, until the body becomes crunchy. Oh,
0: gosh, why?
1: I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I'm powering down. Pew, pew,
0: Man. Freaking Japanese people are crazy eating wait, bugs wait, and wait, sticks. Yeah, what, and what's and happening right now? People are sweet You're sweets. So what is happening? I don't like this. So what is I'm happening? Are you doing
1: a thing? Is this like an improv thing? Eating bugs and stuff. What do you sound like a comic from a Def Jam? A Def Jam?
0: You need a prairie oyster in your life. No. I want to make one when we're done. And one of us is dr- going to drink it. That'll be you. So around wintertime 2019, a threat entered the U.S. that no one was expecting. It came to us from another country, shocking everyone, and no one could anticipate the permanent effect it would have on all of us. Huge, invasive, bee-killing hornets turn up in Washington state. Washington state authorities say an Asian giant hornet has turned up near the Canadian border, carrying it with the potential for a powerful and painful sting, and a potential threat to honeybees. These adult hornets are nearly two inches long, with large yellow heads. Washington State Health and Agriculture officials ask people near the northern town of Blaine to be on the lookout for the invasive species. Quote, although it is not typically aggressive towards humans, this unwelcome pest can inflict a powerful sting and also represents a threat to honeybees, for which they have a voracious appetite, the Washington State Department of Agriculture said, and a pest alert issued Thursday. The department said the hornets are usually dormant in the winter months and are most common from July through October. Officials said they can quickly destroy honeybee hives. Officials in British Columbia discovered an Asian giant hornet colony there in August and destroyed it. Washington agricultural officials say they are preparing traps to monitor for more of the giant hornets. What would a giant hornet trap look like? I agree. I don't think it would have that much venom on it to kill them. I mean, I see where you're coming from, Paige, but... Yeah, it might be. Uh, it might be electric too. It might like zap them like a light. You know.
1: <laughs> I told you I was having a hard time <laughs> focusing.
0: This is another uh, quick article detailing the Hornets from uh, Spokane, Washington. The world's largest hornet, a 2-inch killer dubbed the murder hornet with an appetite for honeybees has been found in Washington state where entomologists were making plans to wipe it out. Whoa. The, the giant Asian insect with a sting that could be fatal to some humans is just now starting to emerge from winter hibernation. "Quote, they're like something out of a monster cartoon with this huge yellow orange face," said Susan Kobe, a bee breeder at Washington State University. Whoa. Quote, it's a shockingly large hornet, said Todd Murray, a WSU extension entomologist and invasive species specialist. Quote, it's a health hazard and more importantly, a significant predator of honeybees. The hornet was sighted for the first time in the U.S. last December. This was early 2020 when the State Department of Agriculture verified two reports near Blaine, Washington, close to the Canadian border. It's always Canada.
1: Oh, it's Canada. It also
0: received two probable but unconfirmed reports from sites in Custer, Washington, south of Blaine. The Hornet can sting through most beekeeper suits, deliver nearly seven times the amount of venom as a honeybee, and sting multiple times, the department said, adding that it ordered special reinforced suits from China. Uh-huh. The university said it isn't known how or where the hornets arrived in North America. It normally lives in the forests and low mountains of eastern and southeast Asia and feeds on large insects, including wasps and bees. It was dubbed the Murder Hornet in Japan, where it is known to kill people. The hornet's life cycle begins in April when queens emerge from hibernation, feed on, plant, sap, and fruit, and look for underground dens to build their nests. Hornets are most destructive in the late summer and early fall. Like a marauding enemy, they attack honeybee hives, killing adult bees and devouring larvae and pupae. Pupae! Y'all ready to pupae? Their stings are big and painful, with a potent neurotoxin. Multiple stings can kill humans, even if they are not allergic, like you said. Farmers depend on honeybees to pollinate many important northwest crops, such as apples, blueberries, and cherries. With the threat from giant hornets... Quote, beekeepers may be reluctant to bring their hives here, said Island County Extension scientist Tim Lawrence. An invasive species can dramatically change growing conditions, Murray said, adding that now is the time to deal with the predators. And then they came out of hibernation. So this is uh, May 2020.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Murder hornets in the U.S. The rush to stop the Asian giant hornet. In his decades of beekeeping, Ted McFall had never seen anything like it. As he pulled his truck up to check on a group of hives near Custer, Washington in November, he could spot from the window a mess of bee carcasses on the ground. As he looked closer, he saw a pile of dead members of the colony in front of a hive and more carnage inside. Thousands and thousands of bees with their heads torn from their bodies and no sign of a culprit. I couldn't wrap my head around what could have done that, Mr. McFall said. Only later did he come to suspect that the killer was what some researchers simply call the murder hornet. With queens that can grow up to two inches long, Asian giant hornets can use mandibles shaped like spike shark fins to wipe out a honeybee hive in a matter of hours, decapitating the bees and flying away with the thoraxes to feed their young. For larger targets, the hornets' potent venom and stinger long enough to puncture a beekeeping suit make for an excruciating combination that victims have likened to hot metal driving into their skin, like you said. In Japan, the hornets kill up to 50 people a year. Now for the first time, they have arrived in the United States. I see that hypnagogic jerk over there. Quit your hypnagogic jerkin.
1: Okay, I can't help
0: it. It's interesting that these kind of came around the same time as COVID did.
1: What? The bees? The,
0: the the thing that we're talking about in the episode, yeah. Uh. It's uh, interesting. Maybe it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Mr. McFall still is not certain that Asian giant hornets were responsible for the plunder of his hive, but two of the predatory insects were discovered last fall in the northwest corner of Washington State, a few miles north of his property, the first sightings in the United States. Scientists have since embarked on a full-scale hunt for the hornets, worried that invaders could decimate bee populations in the United States and establish such a deep presence that all hope for eradication could be lost. This is our window to keep it from establishing, says Chris Looney, an entomologist at the Washington State Department of Agriculture. If we can't do it in the next couple of years, it probably can't be done. Go to sleep.
1: Stop Go to
0: sleep.
1: I'm gonna Little Peachy. That's
0: weird. Uh do I need to slap you in the face? I'll slap you back. Alright, deal. On a cold morning in early December, two and a half miles to the north of Mr. McFall's property, Jeff Cornelis stepped on his front porch with his terrier mixed dog. He looked down to a jarring sight. It was the biggest hornet I'd ever seen. The insect was dead, and after inspecting it, Mr. Cornelis had a hunch that it might be an Asian giant hornet. It did not make much sense, given his location in the world, but he had seen an episode of the YouTube personality Coyote Peterson getting a brutal sting from one of the hornets. Beyond its size, the hornet has a distinctive look, with a cartoonishly fierce face featuring teardrop eyes like Spider-Man, orange and black stripes that extend down its body like a tiger, and broad, wispy wings like a small dragonfly. Mr. Cornelis contacted the state, which came out to confirm that it was indeed an Asian giant hornet. Soon after, they learned that a local beekeeper in the area also had found one of the hornets. Just a few more minutes. Okay. That's all you have to stay awake for.
1: It's hard. (laughs)
0: Look up with your eyes. Like, look straight up. As as far up as you can. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Looney said it was immediately clear that the state faced a serious problem, but with only two insects in hand and winter coming on, it was nearly impossible to determine how much of the hornet had already made itself at home. Over the winter, state agriculture biologists and local beekeepers got to work, preparing for the coming season. Ruthie Danielson, a beekeeper who had helped organize her peers to combat the Hornet, unfurled a map across the hood of her vehicle, noting the places across Wadham County where beekeepers have placed traps. Quote, most people are scared to get stung by them, Miss Danielson said. We're scared that they are going to totally destroy our hives. Adding to the uncertainty and mystery were some other discoveries of the Asian giant hornet across the border in Canada. In November, a single hornet was seen in White Rock, British Columbia, perhaps 10 miles away from the discoveries in Washington State, likely too far for the hornets to be part of the same colony. Even earlier, there had been a hive discovered on Vancouver Island across a strait that probably was too wide for a hornet to have crossed from the mainland. (laughs)
1: Oh, (laughs) I don't like that. That hurt.
0: Crews were unable to track down the hive on Vancouver Island. Conrad Berube, a beekeeper and entomologist in the town of Naniamo, was assigned to exterminate it. He set out at night when the hornets would be in their nest. He put on shorts and thick sweatpants, then his bee suit. He donned Kevlar braces on his ankles and wrists. But as he approached the hive, he said the rustling of the brush and the shine of his flashlight awakened the colony. Before he had a chance to douse the nest with carbon dioxide, he felt the first searing stabs in his leg, through the bee suit and underlying sweatpants. It was like having red-hot thumbtacks being driven into my flesh, he said. He ended up getting stung at least seven times, some of the stings drawing blood. Junichi Takahashi, a researcher at Kyoto Sangoyo University in Japan, Sanyo, University in Japan, said the species has earned the murder hornet nickname there because its aggressive group attacks can expose victims to doses of toxic venom equivalent to that of a venomous snake. A series of stings can be fatal. The night he got stung, Mr. Barube still managed to eliminate the nest and collect samples. What a badass. But the next day, his legs were aching as, he, as if he had the flu. Of the thousands of times he had been stung in his lifetime of work, he said, the Asian giant hornet stings were the most painful. After collecting the hornet in the Blaine area, state officials took off part of a leg and shipped it to an expert in Japan. A sample from the Nayamo wet nest was sent as well. A genetic examination concluded over the past few weeks determined that the nest in Nanaimo and the hornet near Blaine were not connected, said Talissa Wilson, a state pest biologist, meaning there had probably been at least two different introductions in the region. Dr. Looney went on a recent day in Blaine carrying clear jugs that had been made into makeshift traps. Typical wasp and bee traps available for purchase have holes too small for the Asian giant hornet. He filled some with orange juice mixed with rice wine, others had kefir mixed with water or kefir, and a third batch was filled with some experimental lures, all with the hope of catching a queen emerging to look for a place to build a nest. He hung them from trees, geotagging each location with his phone. In a region with extensive wooded habitats for hornets to establish homes, the task of finding and eliminating them is daunting. How to find dens that may be hidden underground, and where to look, given that one of the queens can fly many miles a day at speeds of up to 20 miles per hour. The miles of wooded landscapes and mild wet climate of western Washington state make for an ideal location for the Hornets to spread. In the coming months, Mr. Looney said, he and others plan to place hundreds more traps. State officials have mapped out the plan and a grid, starting in Blaine and moving outward. The buzz of activity... Get it? Inside a nest of Asian giant hornets can keep the inside temperature up to 86 degrees, so the trackers are also exploring using thermal imaging to examine the forest floors. Later, they may also try other advanced tools that could track the signature hum the hornets make in flight. If a hornet does does get caught in trap, Dr. Looney said, there are plans to possibly use radio frequency identification tags to monitor where it goes. That's pretty high tech or simply attach a small streamer and then follow the hornet as it returns to its nest. While most bees would be unable to fly with a disruptive marker attached, that is not the case with the Asian giant hornet. It is big enough to handle the extra load. What did you think of the beer, page? He didn't drink much of it.
1: I didn't process this entire episode at all.
0: Hey, you fell asleep.
1: Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Try looking around children all day.
0: They're not your children.
1: They all want to be picked up. They all want to play rocket shit. They play rocket shit. <laughs> I have no idea what you said.
0: I can repeat it. when am go over <laughs> again. Yes, so I think
1: you should. I got no clue.
0: You can listen back to the episode.
1: And hear me snoring? Yep. Me cut that out. Nope. You need to cut that out right now. What'd you think? Um, oh, I like the attempt. I think I'd like it better if I didn't have, you know, fucked up taste buds right now. But it's just very um, aggressive <laughs> on oh, my, my taste buds on the back of my throat. Uh, the coconut was good, though. How oh, are you down, that whole thing? Okay, I'm going to go back to sleep now.
0: I didn't know you liked pina colada. Yeah, it's uh, it's a milkshake IPA, but it's got such an intense sweetness to it. I mean, pina colada in and of itself is very sweet, so I'm not surprised. Um, coconut's very predominant. The pina colada smell is there in the smell, obviously. Um, but you get more coconut than pineapple in the taste. It just gets to a point where it's a little, maybe a little overly sweet. They did make other versions of this beer different flavors. I'd like to try some of the other ones, but they're old and retired and they're not making them anymore. And whatever the original milk of the murder hornet was, I don't know if there ever was an original that wasn't flavored. It'd be interesting to try that too, without the extra pina colada flavor, but milkshake IPAs are delicious. Um, We're both big fans of hazy IPAs. Um, And it's, it's uh, obvious that um, with the addition of lactose and milk sugar, it uh, kind of ups it a little bit, adds a little oomph to it. Um, they're enjoyable. This one may be a little too sweet for my liking, but tasty. Wouldn't you agree? She gave the thumbs up. Beer and Fearcast.com is our website. You can go to our um, events page, slash events. Uh, To purchase tickets for our live show We're going to be doing a podcast live On Friday uh, Yeah, Jazz Hands On Friday, October 29th At 7pm At Center Stage Theater in Naperville We've got uh, the live podcast show A showing of Young Frankenstein Live music And your ticket includes a 12 ounce can of the beer That we're trying on the episode as well $5 Halloween weekend I couldn't think of anything better to do on a Friday night, honestly. Um, And uh, we'll both be conscious for the episode uh, the entire time. We promise we'll be 100% conscious and talking uh, for the episode. Um, But in the meantime, follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, um, and TikTok, uh, where we've got um, updates on our new episodes that get released every Wednesday at noon. Um, and then Fearcast At gmail.com. Is our email. Or go to our website. fearcast.com. Click on the about page. There's a contact, contact form you can fill out. Send us whatever messages you want. If uh, you want to send Paige a wake up message. Or a wake up email. You can do so there as well. Uh, make the subject. Paige wake up. And in the body of the email. Write Paige wake up. And send it. And she will wake up. the episode's not officially over until you say it
1: have a good night have a good day whatever it is I don't remember (laughs) I don't (laughs) care take your waitresses